ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Sales is Easy channel, a place where we try to simplify and demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome all the setbacks in sales and make sales easy. I'm your host, Alan Meyer, sales expert with 29 years of sales experience, and I firmly believe when done by a skilled professional, sales is easy. In today's episode, we will cover the secrets of persuasion in sales. So let's start. In my training session in Buenos Aires in Argentina, one director of sales asked me, well, if I'm persuasive, is this ethical or is this manipulative? Because he doesn't want to be too aggressive or lose his prospects. Let me give you a little background. Both persuasion and manipulations are methods of convincing people to do something, to react favorably to your ideas or change their thinking to actually match yours. They are based on some principles of human action and interaction. And though the two are similar to some extent, they follow different styles and their results are usually different. What I mean by that? Salesperson's job is to persuade people, but careless adoption of persuasion techniques, it can lead to the concept of manipulation. And salespeople should understand the two concepts and try to avoid using manipulation to make sales. Here are some of the differences between them. Persuasion is ethical, while manipulation is not. What I mean by that? Persuasion is about influencing people about something they need. On the other hand, manipulation is about convincing people about something you want. A well-executed persuasion will build loyalty, will build trust from your customers, resulting in repeat purchases. Though manipulation can build trust as well, it will only be short-term, it will be followed by permanent detachment. And forceful persuasion is manipulation and you should avoid it. The aim of manipulation is to control and using manipulation will actually result in win and loss situations. You heard that before. Sometimes you will make sales and other times your targets will outsmart you and fail to make any purchases. Now, in contrast to manipulation, persuasion aims at boosting the self-esteem of the target customers. It involves treating them well and showing them respect. This will result in the target customers reacting positively to your offers. 
So when trying to make a sale, you should ask questions to understand your customer situation. Nothing new here. But you need to be open and present the facts of your products or services in a positive light and show how they will benefit the users. This is what persuasion is all about. It's win-win. You focus on their benefits, on value for them, how they will benefit ultimately by buying from you. Manipulation, on the other hand, involves playing with emotions of other people and leaving out useful information. Think selling a convertible car to a 19-year-old lady, right? Who just wants to have a car to drive to, to church and back. Manipulators normally imply and make up non-existent facts and the only goal is to sell, to make their commission. They don't care if you're going to ever use the product or not. Let me stop here for a second and ask you, did you ever buy something you never needed? Probably you did. Of course, not a $100,000, $100 million solution, but something. And sometimes we give up. If somebody is talking, talking, never stops talking, you just give them a dollar or two. Just stop talking here. I'm going to buy the rose from you or pen or whatever it is. Remember this. Manipulation is self-centered. A manipulator only does what he or she feels is beneficial to himself or herself and doesn't care if someone gets hurt in the process. This is a bad business practice which will end up losing all your customers. On the other hand, persuasion aims to serve. A persuader knows the importance of his customers and aims at taking their interest at heart. And the persuader builds strong and long-lasting relationship with his customers. What I mean by this is this. Definition of salesperson should be helping others reach their goals. And that's how you avoid being manipulative and you, persu- and you really focus on being persuasive, which means you really want them help reach their goals. Is it saving money? Is it making money? Doesn't matter. You have to uncover what goals they have and then you try to help them with reaching their goals. This is how you make a customer, the customer who's going to stay with you. Well, let me let me put the emphasis on one more thing. Manipulators and persuaders understand the importance of motivation in influencing the decision making, but manipulators use this knowledge to their advantage while persuaders use it to the advantage of their customers. When you understand this concept, that, that then you're already a step ahead. You're not feeling like you are doing something wrong in sales. And effective persuasion techniques will result in favorable responses from your targets. Of course, through manipulation, you can make some sales, but it's usually damaging in the long run and the whole world will know, especially in this day and age where reviews pop up everywhere. You should avoid it at all costs. So to summarize, understanding of persuasion techniques will not only increase your sales, but it will help you grow strong bonds with your customers. And this is how we win the trust and loyalty. And remember also this truth. Remember this, we salespeople are in business of uh, changing people's mind about the product from one vendor to another. Or I'm joking, very often we are in a transportation business, transporting our clients from point A to point B with our solutions. But if you firmly believe that you can help your customers with your solution, if you're standing behind your product and your company and you believe in that you can really help them, there's no, there's no manipulation involved because you have their interest in your mind. You really want to help them reach their goals and create a win-win solution. And win means you're getting your purchase order after they analyze and evaluate everything. And uh, when they sign on a dotted line, that's your win. Now, next question some people ask me is, you know, more like a statement. I don't want to be too aggressive. I don't want to persuade anybody. Well, let me put a little 
summary here. Your prospects have a hard time making decisions. That's very often because they are overwhelmed with different solutions and they need somebody to help them decide. They are overwhelmed with options, they are different vendors, different approaches. And if you believe that your product or service can help them reach their goals, you owe it to your prospect to motivate them into making the decision that's best for them. And you use this win-win mentality and you are not going to be aggressive. You really want to help them find the best possible solution that can help them reach the goals they have in front of themselves for this year, for this quarter, for whatever period it is. Next statement I hear is, well, if I'm trying to be persuasive, um, I'm afraid I wanna, I'm going to lose my prospect. I don't want to lose my prospect. We just built a good report. Well, if you're afraid you will lose the prospect, you already lost them. Because if you have something of value, something that helps your prospects solve the issue at hand or help them grow and get bigger market share, you will never lose them. If you build good rapport, you earn the right to ask for their opinion. I mean, you can use trial clause here, right? You're familiar with that. You ask for their input, not for the decision. But you have a right to ask what they think about what you just described to them. Next big point is fear of rejection. And that's very common in sales, unfortunately, right? But uh, it's, it's a thing that nobody in sales will actually admit, this fear of rejection. And the biggest fear for many salespeople is fear of hearing no. So they will do anything to avoid hearing it. And this includes not asking for the sale. But how will you know if you don't ask? It doesn't have to be a direct question. You can use trial questions. But work on your growth mindset and develop your selling skills. It could be through training, through listening to podcasts, reading books, whatever it is. But most important thing is, remember this. People don't reject you. They reject your business proposal. But you have to hear some kind of answer after dragging, the clients can drag you along for six months, 12 months, 18 months, and then finally say no to you. You wasted precious time for something that you can actually learn early. Maybe they drag you along because they need to have a three proposals on a table. It happened to me. They sent, they asked me to request for a quote and I knew from the description they already made the decision to go with my competitor. So, you know, how hard is to change clients if they already made a decision? It's it's impossible. But you don't want to live in a so-called maybe land. Well, I'm going to send them more case studies. I'm going to do this, do that. Maybe they'll buy from me. Maybe it's not a good word, especially in sales. You know, it's good to be hopeful. It's good to be, you know, religious. It's good to have uh, different values and beliefs. That's fine. But in sales, you have to know where you stand and you have to ask. And fear of rejection, it's all about... Uh, understanding that uh, they will, they are rejecting your business proposal and uh, if they are not rejecting yet, there's still opportunity. So you can practice on prospects that maybe don't matter. Maybe you have somebody who's really negative and you can practice your newly acquired knowledge and then you analyze uh, that and learn what not to do or you can analyze your previous successes, previous failures and find out what's working, what's not. And one big point is I'm reminding salespeople usually Remind yourself of your why. Why do you do the job that you're doing right now? What's your motivation? Is it financial benefit? Is it promotion? Is it getting pat on the back? Or I don't want to lose my job because I'm feeding my family. They are depending on me. Or, or, or whatever it is, remind yourself of your why. And list all the reasons how you help your prospects reach their goals. List as many as you can. That's how you are actually moving uh, moving away from the fear of rejection. And don't forget to celebrate small wins. Suddenly somebody replies to your email that you did not expect. That's a small win. 
You want to help your customers to make any kind of decision, yes or no decision. You don't want to live in a maybe land where they might buy from you. This helps you to understand who is prospect, who is suspect, who is wasting your time. And you can use embedded commands to reduce resistance of your customers. I have a full training on that on salesiseasy.com. Check it out. But you want to help customers to come to faster decision. You want to motivate them to take action, any kind of action. And this is actually, if you do all of this properly, you become more confident that you know what you're doing. You become more confident in your selling and communication skills. So help your customers sort the issues. Help them reach their goals. Grow your sales. Thank you for listening. And if you really want to learn more about uh, Sales is Easy podcast, uh, subscribe to our podcast. We release uh, new podcasts twice a week. And also reach out via LinkedIn to me and send me your questions. And I'll promise to answer them in a future podcast. And also check out the free webinars that we have on our Sales is Easy website. And also I encourage you if you want to develop your persuasion skills, uh, uh, check the embedded commands training that we have Thank you for listening. This is Alan Meyer. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric Acid.